Mashed potatoes. Bienvenue to mashed potatoes. We're back. Just a couple of white ass potatoes trying to unlearn some harmful shit. That is correct. That's us. <gasps> oh my God. How baby. are you, Meredith? I miss your little face. I miss you too. I feel like it's been forever. And I've also been in the land of the dead i know with corona mm -hmm. which is by the way exactly how i said it to my therapist <laughs> yes, <that's good. laughs> she needs to know <laughs> uh, i'm yeah. so sorry you oh. were so sick though dude it's it was bad. Like I'm still sick for like three weeks now. And it's fucked up. In fact, today I thought I was going to die a little bit. Not like die, not like how people actually die from COVID. Sorry. But like, cause I felt so sick again. I woke up so sick again when I had been feeling better. And then I obviously have been, obviously have been like in and out of being really depressed because yeah. it's like just what happens I feel like when well when you're prone to it and then also when you just think oh am I gonna be sick forever oh god yeah of course um but I'm definitely like coming out of it and I did take two full weeks off of work and I you know got into things like nail art <laughs> Honestly, your nail art was really impressive. I don't want to um, dismiss your creative prowess during your era of COVID because wowee, girl. Yeah. I love oh, it. I I also, on the day, like, especially this last few days, and I, so I also think that a, one symptom for me was spending all my money on my sure. shopping. I've heard, I've heard that happens. Yes. <clears throat> yeah um so i ended up like getting buying new makeup oh okay and <laughs> putting on eyeshadow i'm week. into it i feel like i haven't done that for god at least three years i definitely hadn't like eyeshadows but like the most i would even do pre-coco was like i oh mascara <laughs> eyelash eyelash juice and <laughs> eyelash and, juice is actually yeah that's descriptive uh-huh uh -huh. <laughs> and lipstick and now suddenly I'm like let me buy this new palette and so that because I got sick of like watching stuff which was like really weird oh yeah that's a, that's when you're like oh I've literally watched every single thing possible yeah it's a bad yeah. feeling but yeah, I don't know. I think I'm starting to feel a bit better. I'm gonna go back to work tomorrow, try and take it slow. But it's no fucking joke. And I'm just like still obviously like before I had it, I was like thought it was stupid that people are treating it like a cold because obviously people are still fucking dying. Yep. And I'm sorry, like I well, I can stay sick for a while because probably being depressy and my immune system you know just doesn't help mm -hmm. but like no this was not fucking cold like everyone can suck it literally so. I know it's like so um it's so bootstrappy to be like it's just not that bad just get sick it's just so the whole thing I mean I could go on for literal yeah. hours I but know yeah I it makes me really sad that you we're so sick. And I also am just like, yeah, your experience with it, a couple of my friends' experiences with it really tell me like, hey, everyone. Yeah. Maybe we could also just generally care about how people shouldn't have to get sick to exist. Exactly. And especially like people shouldn't have to get like in general and also all at the same time. How about that's a bad idea. And also I just can't, we've talked about this, but I just can't with people like just not thinking about protecting other, like I just, I it's, just can't. As someone who is pretty homebound on account of all of that shit, it's annoying, exactly. I'll tell you. 
exactly like obviously your experience is not my experience but like I kind of claim it and I because I, <laughs> I but you yes. know I just like think like if you get it I will die like I just it's just like and people I just can't believe that people don't think like that it's just so crazy to me that people don't think of the people in their lives that can that can't get sick I just can't I just but 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 I'm glad that things are getting better but fuck COVID Mm -hmm. that feels fair to say agree gross that's what I've been up to that's cool Um, what about what about you oh yeah I've had a couple new developments I got a new rug (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah and oh well I sent you a video of this obviously but my new puzzle table is essentially really upgraded my life um yeah it's big enough for 1500 pieces I haven't gone there yet but I was gonna ask how many pieces when you showed me I I I know you say I was literally screaming but I was actually screaming and saying Joe look at that (laughs) (laughs) and they come out and they come out they come out you can you can separate the piece it's like a puzzler's dream (laughs) yeah it actually is and I think I just can't believe it took us so long to commit to it and I'm like you know I think I'm gonna be puzzling for the rest of my life so why don't we just get the equipment you know what I'm saying yeah do they have ones that are bigger like for 3,000 I think so I'm gonna be real with you Kelly did all the research So she had mentioned um, that there are some that have like covers as someone who has a couple cats that like you can put covers on because the issue is that they, you know, actually keeping the piece. (laughs) Exactly. So anyway, there's a lot of options, but I'm really, and we have ours has legs that you can fold. It's just like really dreamy. So anyway, those are really my big updates. Um, you know, it's just another day in the damn life. I know. I know. Well, I know. I feel like there's always more to catch up on, but we do have a lot to talk about today. So yeah, let's get into it. Hot potatoes. Um, Spoiler alert. Nothing that cool. Mashed potatoes. Um, I have a question next. Oh yeah. Um, I can't wait. My question is book burning in 2022 is this real listen when you have a flair for the dramatics you just have a flair for the dramatics what are you gonna do oh my god yeah girl like i honestly don't know like that many details the only details i've gotten are from like ibrahim x kendi was Mm -hmm. like he's Mm -hmm. posted a couple things because like people are trying to ban his books, which are like how to be an anti-racist. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. okay. And I know there, I mean, there's tons of stuff, tons of books like that are being burned. Um, again, in the year 2022, we're talking yeah, to be clear. Um mm-hmm. present by day. The same people that are like always calling us really dramatic and taking extreme uh-huh. measures uh-huh. and cancel culture and uh-huh. Uh-huh. equating accountability with can- cancel culture mm-hmm. yeah uh-huh. so it's just curious to me <laughs> like how Oof. I know and I know there was like a book that I I, I never read it it's called mouse I think it's about yeah like it's a kid's book about yep. the holocaust yep so that was like not- banned in certain school districts I can't remember the thing is I don't really know all of the locations because I know that it's pretty widespread um yeah. but yeah they're they are really going after it and you know it's just really interesting to be like <clears throat> I don't know we just have got I don't know countless examples of how this goes we have yeah. like just got so many references we could just be checking into 
and thinking, am I on the right side of history right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Does this feel good in my body? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Does this position serve me and my community? And the reality is that like, nobody gives a flying fuck about it, obviously, who's doing it. But like, yeah. it's just so interesting to spend so long obsessed with counterculture I mean, sorry, cancel culture. And again, uh, I believe that Louis C.K. just tried to do like some sort of comedy tour. So tell me more about cancel culture and how it yeah. ruins these dudes' lives. Okay. Yeah. Um, but like, I also am just like, the mental gymnastics is just shocking to me. I just don't understand how you can be burning books when you like know how this goes you don't actually even have to go very far back into history to know how this goes and that's I just yeah I just feel like it's just an insane I'm sorry x that I just feel (laughs) like it's a very to me it's just like fragility on parade on all on all fronts that like there's like this obsession with not being held accountable there's an obsession with holding on to some idea of God knows, I don't even want to pretend to know what the ideal way of life that these people picture are, but it's always, it has always and will continue to be at the cost of other people's actual lives. And so I just don't, I just don't understand how you do that, that mental gymnastics and and come out thinking that's going to work out for you. Yeah. Oh my God. I wish I could remember right now, but what state was it? I don't want to guess, but what uh, trying to pass a law or did pass a law, or at least definitely trying to pass a law where like teaching history shouldn't hurt white people's feelings. Yes. Don't make me uncomfortable. Oh, like what the fuck even is? Is that, how can that be real? Oh my god what are you talking about and that's again the way that we talk the way that even the media talks about it or that we read about it is that parents don't want their kids to be uncomfortable but what we mean is white parents and so we need to be specifically like calling that out every time we see it that when people talk about any kind of movement around these things they want to neutralize certain things and not call certain aspects out it's white parents and also here's an idea white parents and i'm not one your kid is pretty fucking comfortable compared to a lot of other kids in this country already so like let's take stock it makes me rage actually and i feel you know i know our last episode we're like are we okay (laughs) (laughs) And I'm aware of a certain vibe happening right now. Um, Yeah. But like, we're not because none of this is okay. And it continues and it just like multiplies and it just um, makes me want to freak. I know my mind is not supposed to be blown by this shit. I know it's not. I'm not supposed to be surprised. I know I'm not. I just, it's just so hard to comprehend. Like you said, the thought process behind this Mm -hmm. and like what people actually think they're achieving mm-hmm. by like just being in complete denial and height and 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 pretending shit's not real while it hurts other well it actively hurts other people that aren't white absolutely and I think that it's like I don't think that I'm like ever surprised necessarily but I do reserve some um ability to like be appalled yes okay do you know what I'm saying like I think that I don't know if that makes it but like I do think that like the level of depravity I get to be appalled by even if I know all of these systems are at play and they've been going on for so long and they happen and they're real and I don't convince myself otherwise I do think I get to be disgusted I do think I get to be like new level of grossed the fuck out you know what I'm saying I do know what you're saying But yeah, I agree. We can't be shocked. We don't get to be shocked. We don't get to like clutch our pearls about it. I know. Oh, isn't it like embarrassing to be like, have your fragility just on display? Isn't it embarrassing? I mean, come on. Come on. What are you doing? And actually, okay. 
segue because speaking of <laughs> oh my god i love a good segue yes speaking of fragility can we talk about sean penn's oh. disgusting fucking ass and his obvious fragility and toxicity mm-hmm. in the like transphobic mm-hmm. and i mean is it right to say also like female folk like i don't know just against yeah. women like yeah anti-woman and yep. anti-trans yep comments okay so i only learned about this i saw it on jvn's stories or jvn went live it was just like 10 minutes and they were talking about basically jvn was saying okay sean penn said this in an interview like in a magazine which okay no one asked you you know literally earlier. no one asked sean penn for shit <laughs> i am not looking to sean penn to give me guidance on how to affirm other people's existence in the world i fucking i just like why is he opening yeah. his mouth but go on please yeah right so i mean basically sean penn said that men in american culture are becoming feminized and it's something he said something about like it's cowardly he thinks it's cowardly jeans that have men trading their jeans for skirts oh nice play on words trading their jeans god are you fucking stupid and the answer is yes and he doesn't think champagne doesn't think that in order to be fair for women men have to become them oh and that he has strong women in his life that don't see masculinity as oppressive. And I'm like, who is even saying that? First of We're all. We're talking about who's even saying that? Who's even saying masculinity is oppressive? No, it's, first of all, it's called the patriarchy. Yes. Have you heard that word? You fucking idiot. Yes. Like, what year are you? Were you born in the 1800s? Like, what is up? Uh, and like, he's a known abuser. Like, no, you know that. no known yes documented yes and talking about like weird like women or women he has strong women in his life that don't see masculinity as oppressive but like he's in in these words he's saying femininity is he's like seeing it as a threat absolutely so in essence absolutely oppressive in a way to men i just like what bitch what are you talking about what are you talking about first of all i can't um God, there's just so much here. It's like there, yeah, you are specifically saying that you're threatened by femininity, by the way, and people embracing their own femininity. You are specifically, you cannot be pro women. I don't, I know that's a very loose, whatever he's trying to say right here Mm -hmm. and be anti-trans. You cannot. No. Because whenever we're talking about women, we are also talking about trans women. So watch your fucking mouth. and here's something that makes me rage and also again not shocking white people Mm -hmm. have been doing this to communities of color forever but how dare you how dare you star as harvey milk in his biopic and make these comments i just i just it's it's almost like ignorant cosplay it's almost as if he's like playing a part because I'm just like every single element of Sean Penn being a known uh, abuser of women, profiting off of the trauma history of queer people, doing like there's so many elements to this. And again, no one thinks that Sean Penn is a gender or trans scholar. So why, no. why is this topic even in your stupid mouth? Why are you, why are you talking about it? You're, you are no expert. You are no, you literally, <laughs> there's just so much. It makes just me so much. I just want to turn into like a feminine, a femme version of the Hulk. Yes. I same. just like, it makes me, yeah. And, and just being so anti-femme, just being so threatened by people embracing who they are. Mm-hmm. I just will never understand, but I mm-hmm. don't want to. And um, you're just like, I just feel like it's this weird, it's just this weird march. This is like proud, so many old, white, straight, rich dudes are on this like proud march to like complete and total just irreverence 
just like, no, you are not relevant at all to any kind of conversations that we're having as a, as a culture. And I just, I don't care what you have to say. I just genuinely don't. And like all of these strong women in your life, like blink twice if you need some support, because I just don't understand. I don't get it. Yeah. No, I don't get it. It like this really made me just the anger it brings up Mm -hmm. and like, okay, Mm -hmm. the anger, sure, as a woman, but this is so much more than me. Like it's it's an anger for what it's an anger at someone who is like, what do you think this is taking away other people being themselves? What is it taking away from you? What does it even have to do with you? What does it have to do with you? why bring it up what are you talking about go ahead and be a manly man like who the fuck cares and aren't like I just clearly it's something's not working for you though sir so you might want to look into that but go on exactly my god what are you what it's just like what are you really afraid of um yes yes and it's just it's like calling people cowardly that enraged me because it takes first of all I mean I can't speak for other people but it takes courage to be yourself in this world Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and in general and Mm -hmm. then okay I just it takes so much courage and just how cowardly like do you not hear what you're saying you're the coward right now it's cowardly to speak like this about Mm -hmm. people what are Mm -hmm. you afraid of Mm -hmm. and it's also uh, obviously like so harmful to speak like this when people there's like record-breaking numbers of violence against the trans community for the last few years like this is real what are you feeling threatened by exactly people are dying and it's not straight cis white men because of their gender or sexuality or because they're masculine it's not you guys it's It's not not. you guys it's actually it has nothing to do with you here's something else though that i want to also say about it yes i agree with all of those things and (laughs) What is this person who's conducting the interview doing? This is where I also fucking, I just need some pushback in the moment sometimes. And I, I just feel like, how are we still in the year of our Lord 2022 having this old crusty fucking white bigot saying all of this shit? And, and this interviewer was like, okay, I'm going to write that down. Like what? <laughs> Go gonna go ahead, put print that up. It's ready as is. Good to go as is. Like oh my, like, the whole thing is just so bad. Yeah, it is. And like speaking of like not speaking up, like JVN also noted that it was them and Tendi Newton were the only ones who like spoke up against Sean Penn saying any of this shit when yep. he has. Yep. so many powerful people like yep yeah like JVN was really like where are the allies where are you yes where are and you that really yes. hit me too because it's like where the fuck where where is everyone I mean just post something just say hey, yeah Sean Penn's an asshole I I've worked with him why do people why don't these strong women in his life which I know he's talking about other actors mm-hmm. why don't they say something like mm-hmm. you got this wrong man like yep why yep absolutely 1000 mm-hmm. and also i hate to bring up old shit but that's a great segue <laughs> because, <Yes. laughs> because the thing that has been burning in my heart <laughs> yes. yes bring it is there's just been like a slew of celebrity women coming out as like agreeing to disagree with their ignorant ass, rich, white, straight, cis men partners, mm-hmm. husbands or boyfriends or whatever, mm-hmm. about things that actually like cost lives. And there's just yeah. this, there's this like agree to disagree or like their, what, is, what was one of the comments? Uh, their whatever beliefs don't reflect my own or something. Right. Okay. And I, I just, it actually sets my soul on fire. It makes me so mad because I just feel like white women, as I am one of them, mm-hmm. we are accountable to the history of our people, which is white women historically are, well, either initiating incredible fucking violence against black men specifically, mm-hmm. um, 
or just feeling like passive is enough. Just feeling like, oh, we agree to disagree when it's about like such vile things is not actually an option. You're not agreeing to disagree. You are siding with the power broker in the situation, which is your partner of whatever kind. And I just, I feel like I just need to say it out loud because I think that one of the things that we as white women really rely on is that like, I'm not choosing sides and I'm just, we're different and I'm not the same person. And it's like, yeah, you agree to disagree about like your favorite dessert or like you (laughs) agree to disagree about like whether you're into like 30 minute sitcoms or big you know, documentary style, whatever. Like those are things that you can like agree to disagree about. You can't agree to disagree about like rampant racism. No. You can't agree to disagree to like casually bring up the Holocaust comparisons about public public health measures. That's not that's not one of those things where it's like his views don't reflect my own because what's actually being reflected is that you're cool with it. And you don't get to opt out of that. You don't. And I just want to say that out loud because I just, I just think that we as white women need to take that more seriously uh, mm-hmm. because historically we don't. And historically we coast on that shit. I think you said that really well. And I agree with everything you said. It's just so obvious that, and I have been there too. Sure. Like the being, like being a nice person is just mm-hmm. like enough, like, oh, but she's a nice white lady, you know, like that's not what we're doing anymore. Like, no, it's just not. And we have, there's people, we're talking about people of like all different ages too. So it's absolutely not like, like generationally different. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's just so obvious that it's instilled in us as white women to be like, oh, I don't know, you know, he's, you know, they just say this stuff. I don't agree, but, but like, you know how he is like that kind of shit. Exactly. And that's how he, whoever he is, these evil men that get ahead. That's how they keep staying ahead is because of those actions, because exactly because of us, because of the passivity, because of not wanting to cause a stir, not wanting to stand out, not wanting to argue with your partner who is like so obviously just a bad person and saying like you said things that that kill people like throughout literally literally yes yes and that's that's the thing too that I just feel like we don't we don't get to be neutral Mm -mm. that's not we never have Mm -hmm. been able to but it's been socially accepted to and I just it's, it's not okay. And I just, it makes me ragey and like white women don't get to do both. They don't get to be seen as like kind and nice. And then also not make anyone uncomfortable when they're being ignorant assholes about things that actually carry a lot of power. Yeah. And so I just feel, I mean, obviously I have feelings about it. I think you said like every like you said everything and I just yeah it's just are you guys not paying attention to what's going on like are you seriously not getting it but and also doesn't it so to me doesn't it like highlight the optional nature of these things where I'm like hey girlfriend you think this is optional and that's where I can't I just yeah and it does it does take work I think it's a lot of people that are that have just been fine Mm -hmm. forever Mm -hmm. fine just like sort of floating through unchallenged Mm -hmm. yep yep and now when they have and then they see and and also it's something that I think a lot of us recognize in ourselves is like you see other people doing stuff and you're like well I don't do that you know and they yes but now then when they're faced with actually actually being in that position where they are doing that. They are side, they are on the wrong side. Even if they say they don't agree, they have to face themselves. Like we all have to face ourselves. We all and have we, to. Absolutely. Okay, it is time to grow up. That's it. That's it. And I, I'm so glad you said that too, because I think that like in my um, work for myself in all of this and trying to kind of like unlearn a lot of 
harmful shit as a potato, <laughs> a white ass potato. Um, I am also really cognizant. I always want to be cognizant of how easy it is to fall into the trap of like, those are bad white people and I'm a yep. good white person and because I don't do that. And I think it's really, really important when you see these like problematic things going on that might be blatant to think about, like for me, at least I think about like, what pieces of that do I have in me? I might not be acting on them in the same way, or they might look a little bit smaller in scale, but like what parts of what's going on here do I have in me? Because those are the ways that we can like dismantle some of that shit internally instead of like, oh, I'm safe because that white person is, is being a total idiot. Like you need to be like, in what ways do I compromise myself to keep peace? And like, what is at risk? Because I have been taught that from generations of white women. And so like, instead of, and I think that that's the thing about like, instead of looking at all of the ways that you would never in quotes do that, like what are ways, what are things that you hold that are like, can be reflected in that, even if it's at a different scale, or even if that's, if it's like, in different arenas like it's really important to know that like especially as white people we all have that ability to fall into those old patterns because historically that's how we hold power you know what i mean so like yeah i'm really glad you brought that up too because it makes me rage and it's like a time for reflection for white people yeah totally oh and if uh, i just thought of this like if if like people listening don't have any idea what we're talking about like as far as oh sure why this is a current topic so I mean that you can look up like just google like Cheryl Hines Mm -hmm. and Shailene Woodley Shailene Woodley is a good yes that's a really strong example um there was another one well those are good those are two good ones to start with yeah and by Um, the way people these are people that we might really like you know like absolutely I really like Cheryl Hines and I yep but it's like we have to face the fact we have to like we as fans or whatever can't it's not again it's not like cancel culture but it's like okay it's something to really keep in mind when mm-hmm. we think about like just people's actions matter that's it people's absolutely actions matter that's plain mm-hmm. and simple mm-hmm. how I feel about it and it's not like oh I fucking hate her now I just am no. like, oh, okay, like, got it. Like, she, and she's such a good example too because she's really funny, she's really charismatic, and you can genuinely like her, yeah. and then be like, oh, people that I like, people that are dynamic, people that are doing a lot of other things that I might be totally cool with, have this in them. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that it's you know we just all need to do better and hold each other accountable around it, and especially. Oh, is this going to go too hard? Do it. Well, I just feel like I'm not trying to go, but I just feel like as white people too, we like, because we have been socialized in such like an individualistic vibe, like the, the individualistic perspective that we're all like finding our own bootstraps and we're all going to make it and we're all going to, and it's so much less community focused and community wellness focused that it's, it's just like so easy to be like, well, I don't do that. When in reality, we are in community with these white women. We might not have contact with Cheryl Hines directly, but we have lots of Cheryl Hines in our lives. We just do. Totally. We just do. And so we are responsible to be holding these people accountable because if we're not, we're asking people of color to do that. We're specifically often asking black women to do that. We're specifically asking people who are managing constant daily microaggressions to do that. And I just feel like this is where it's important to, as much as we've all been taught through capitalism and the patriarchy that, you know, we need to like, that it's all about our individual pursuit of happiness or whatever bullshit we are collectively responsible for each other and white women need to be holding other white women accountable and we need to be doing that work. And so I don't mean to go so like hard into relationship, but I just, I feel like that's part of it where, you know, like you hear communities of color being like white people 
get your white people. What is going on? Yeah. And and we're just like, oh, that's awkward. Uh, I, would, <laughs> I would never do that. And like that's enough. And it's like, no, we need to be like having these conversations with people. Like it, yeah. we need to be the ones who are like, hey, it needs to be on us. Okay. Is what I'm saying, I guess. I don't think that was going too hard. I think that was going just right. <laughs> Classic us. <laughs> As usual. Yes, girl. <laughs> I like the idea that we just are like constantly affirming each other. So like there's never any real. We're like, God, that was perfect. That's how we always we are. Need to, you were we need to hold each other accountable. We are perfect. <laughs> perfect. Your literal perfection never did a thing wrong. In your whole life. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's us. <laughs> Accountability oh, station. Okay. okay, but I do love us. Um same. <laughs> <laughs> okay hey meredith you ready for some tater tot time yeah i am mashed potatoes okay so this week's tater tot time or month or i don't know however often we record nowadays yep um today's tater tot time is <clears throat> it was inspired mm-hmm. by the fact that i just finally finally watched well I'm on the second half of second season of Pen 15 and I like had heard it was funny but then Ashley really told me what it was about and I was like no way and I got it immediately and caught up I'm like almost caught up even though it's like two years old at least to, to three or four years old the but, thing about Pen 15 that I'm obsessed with is not only is it our era of middle school but it's magically equal parts so cringy and like hilarious and also somewhat like I'm like oh my god it like normalizes some things about how hard middle school was yes it really in a different way yeah like I cried a couple times because it's like it's so real like what you felt at that time what Mm. you thought what you I mean this is not tater tot time is not supposed to be all about pen 15 but it just is so it feels so real at the same time that it's so ridiculous and cringy it's so real these are literally people in their 30s playing 13 year olds and I'm like this is so real it's so you can like really identify and it just you know it takes you back to a certain era and it made us both think about our middle school experience where we magically finally the goddess is allowed and our paths crossed so lucky so like yeah so like we didn't so we went to different elementary schools mm-hmm. and sadly then, sadly <laughs> I mean right like sadly but I like and then we so in our town there was like a ton there's a ton of elementary schools and so many two three middle schools um three yes and then so we went to the same middle school so that's in Oregon I know it's like different in different places but sixth seventh eighth grade yes yes and okay so yeah so we didn't have correct me if I'm wrong but we didn't have any classes together no because middle school especially in sixth grade it did you like didn't have you had like blocks of kids that you went to a lot of your classes with if I remember right like there was a real emphasis on homeroom and people in your homeroom went to a lot of your other classes I think except for I can't remember did we have our lunch together that's really the crux that I was trying to remember I can't remember either it's like okay this is the essence of it is that we really had like separate middle school kind of lives but yeah we did but we had but in like a bigger I think that there was like a bigger group of kids that were all friends and we were in that bigger group together but we had separate lives if that made sense yeah yeah totally so because it's school the school wasn't that big and like there was definitely like yeah the group like a big yeah exactly a big group of kids so we would end up at the same maybe like birthday parties and stuff yeah um especially like sixth seventh grade I just let me explain like what I thought of you. Oh, yeah, okay. let's start there. I can only imagine. <laughs> like, I was like, oh my God, there's actually a most popular girl in school. Okay. Ooh-wee. What a like, prize. <laughs> and 
<laughs> I like I because I was I was a like I had friends right I had you friends. definitely I had, had like, friends yeah I had friends I had like my best friend Katie Reesberg mm-hmm. like and we and she had hey, like I know hey and we <laughs> like had um like with sports and stuff like volleyball yes. everyone was like on the volleyball we were team. on the volleyball team together yes yeah and so there was like, like places definitely where we crossed paths and I but mostly I just knew like I just thought I couldn't actually believe that there was someone that was that cool because I was not cool. Like the, how I saw myself, No. how I saw myself, I'm going to be, let, I'm going to be honest. Right I'm, right. Real, I'm, I'm going to be real honest right here. I was, I had, um, I smelled like cigarettes and cat pee. <laughs> no, you did not. No, you did not. No, you did not. I had no sense of style whatsoever false False. and like I was boy crazy boy 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 crazy I can't say that was false but but boys did not like me like the boys the boys that I liked idiots were (laughs) idiots and also (laughs) always liked my friends like like time Uh, time time and time again and this is not to be like oh poor me but like I did not have like I did not have confidence. Okay. I just like, I, so to me, like you had, you know, everyone wanted to be friends with you. And I was like, I want to be friends with you. And it wasn't like, Oh, it's cause she's like, so cool. I just like, really was like, I, you were like, um, it was cool. Like you had people over, like your house was like the cool oh, place to be single mom house. Yes. Shout yes. out mom. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like everyone cool came to, to my be. house. Mm-hmm. But I was like, what? Like, I couldn't even, like, I would mean, like, I think Katie was a little bit, like, kind of in between or, you know, because yeah, she, sure. she was, like, definitely, like, felt, like, a bit cooler than me. Obviously, like, clearly self-esteem issues, like, okay, but I'm going to have compassion for myself, like. That's right. That's right. But I just, um, and it was, like, you and, like, a few other girls, I don't want to, like, mention names. Sure. But it, I just was, like, they are so grown up. They are so like living life. I still have my little ponies. Like I literally. Oh my God. I love little Meredith and your little, my little ponies. That's so cute. <laughs> like oh. I, I was like very much a kid and I wasn't like, I don't know. I, I'm just rambling on. I'll probably have to cut some of this, but I just feel like I just knew I just wanted to be friends with you. I didn't like, you just seemed really nice. Like you oh. were, I was like, wow, like a really like, cause when we did interact, you were just like fun and funny. And like, I didn't feel like I always felt uncool. Always, always, always. But I was like, wow, she's like, she's so nice though. Like, you know? And I was like, how can, cause it was so confusing to me. How can someone be like so grown up, but also be like me? Like, it was just like, um, it's because I was also a child, but yes. <laughs> Right, right. Yes. But in my mind, you were like, wow, like you were like fashion. You were fashion, like friends. You were like makeup. You oh, were, sure. I was, like, I was wearing I was, regularly wearing curlers also. So that does something to your <laughs> <laughs> that does something to, to your presence. <laughs> like every morning, I think. Pretty, oh my god. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Like you could tell you got ready for school. Oh, and, sure. <laughs> oh yeah. my God. And I was like, um, like, no, like you could, I was not getting ready for school. I was, I've always woke. I've always been getting up, waking up too late for that. As stuff. my mom says, Meredith is a good little sleeper. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I love that. I guess like once we were in, honestly, like I, we were friends and I, I just don't think that to me in my mind, I think because of, of low self-esteem, and whatever I just like didn't actually believe we were friends until oh. like the eighth grade talent show when yeah. we had that group and that like I was at we were you know we were like practicing together I yep. was getting to know your sister who was yep. like so cool obviously <laughs> which is part of why everyone thought I was an adult because I was just pretending to be her all the time but yes <laughs> yes yeah yeah and so that really for me that's when I like sealed the deal where I was like okay no we're, like we're friends now that's cute. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm so relieved that you experienced me as nice because I feel like, you know, middle school politics are intense. 
And I just, I actually, so here's the funny thing about my impression of you is that, and I'm sure that there is also some self-esteem middle school, just general, but I always thought you were cooler than me. (laughs) That's so funny. I was fresh off. Well, you know, I was like fresh off of like my so-called life era, Claire Danes, where I'm like, if you are where like the popular one is seen as like actually pretty miserable and like, do you know what I mean? And like, whatever. And then Claire Danes is like actually cool. Oh, wow. And so I just thought I genuinely, of course, uh, projected all of my shit onto you, but I just assumed that it was like, you were cooler than that. That is so funny. Like, that's so funny because like, also I was thinking about like middle school dances, which by the way, oh God. should be illegal. That it is- should be illegal. Anyone who thought of a middle school dance should go to jail. Jail. And they were like monthly. Yeah. Weren't they like very often? They were very, very often. And I remember those were like the most intense adrenaline filled moments of my middle school life. Yeah. Oh my God, same. So I was like, so I thought of that because I also like, you knew how to dance. Like you were oh. dancing. Okay. And you were the with rhythm like, is going to get me. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. And I could not dance. I never, I've never felt comfortable dancing, but I just like, I like always felt so awkward. And then like, I'll, I would like, it was old. I was crying at middle school dances because like the boys I like didn't want to dance with me. Like that was literally me. That actually makes me want to cause bodily harm to literally anyone who made you feel that way. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm seriously not saying this to be like, Oh, like I don't feel (laughs) sorry for myself. No, of course. Yeah. I just like, it's so funny how I like genuinely felt like, um, I think because although, you know, what's so interesting is that you're like describing this whole, like, emotional process and I just saw you as like not affected by the bullshit does that make sense that's like I just really was like oh my god she's cooler than me because she doesn't give a shit what what's his name thinks about her or like whatever like I just really felt like you like had it and also I want to be clear I instantly wanted to be friends with you in sixth grade and I was so insecure about it that it took me two years so like cool meaning what (laughs) I know funny because we were like we were so close we were like right there like so yes. close to middle being, school like yes close friends but it yes. just was like we were separated by like well a lot of confidence issues and stuff sure, like it was sure. <laughs> yeah it's like everyone had their like it seemed like tell me if I'm wrong everyone had their like two to three people group that they were like very very close with and then there was a ton of those groups that would hang out kind of together and so we weren't in the like super close circle until like eighth grade but yeah um but I definitely felt the same about you about you being like so cool and I just always thought you were so funny and I don't know it's just really funny to think about being cool in middle school because gross (laughs) gross like I can I can't accept that I I had a lot of friends but also why oh my god wait I remember when was it maybe sixth or seventh grade when you were with a group, the Spice Girls, for Halloween? Yes. <laughs> Obviously, I was baby Spice Girlfriend. Obviously. That is burned in my head for life. Like, I was like, oh, my God, to be a part of those, that Spice Girls group? Wow. Oh, wow. Like, I could never. <laughs> that actually kills me down. I cannot, <laughs> I cannot deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Oh, the one thing I can say is <laughs> that I think what I had going for me is that I was friends with older people. Oh, was and that was so people. scary to me. Oh, yeah, of course. And oh. honestly, looking back, it should have been scary to me. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah and um and my sister was cool but you had a cool older brother that's true that's true I guess that like but even in high school I really felt like a like a not cool at all but I did but oh my god okay so like another thing that separated us was like the a team and b team situation of like basketball 
so because i'm a weird jocks i want to be clear we're talking volleyball we're talking basketball we're talking all kinds of things jock city all kinds of stuff jock jocked it up so i never i did sports because like i wanted to like have friends sure really like i never was good at sports um so i always made the b team like i doubt even in my mind i really doubt i even expected to make the a team like but um Ashley was always on the A-team because you're like good at sports. Yeah, still. such a jock still. I'm still constantly just out there shooting threes. Yeah. <laughs> jock, yeah. That's how I describe you. My best friend, she's a jock, you know? <laughs> um, no, but the eight, in eighth grade, my brother Jim was our coach of the B-team. Which I thought friend. was so cool. It was like way cooler. That's what I'm saying. That is way cooler than having like someone's old ass dad coaching us I was like oh my god the B team's probably having so much more fun than we are oh it was so fun it was so fun like you that's why once I got to high school I was like no sports are not for me you have to be serious (laughs) ew I love that we had the same well we kind of had a similar but I made it I made the basketball team in high school and and they were like great see you every day for practice and I was like excuse me every day I'm out I have friends I have things to do I'm 14 and I will not be seeing you every day after school. Thank you so much. (laughs) I'm so, I was, uh, yeah. I love it. And I have to say like, so now and for many years now aware that like the situation you were in was pretty fucked up. Like, you know, looking back, Mm -hmm. I just have also a lot of compassion for little Ashley because you were like, not, in my mind, you were like, not really allowed to be a kid kind of thank you in a lot of ways for saying and that. May, that might I'm that might not be totally true but I feel like it's yeah like yeah you grew up I felt like you grew up so fast I did yeah I think you're right <clears throat> I think I did and I think that I you know of course now I have compassion for my little middle school self but I feel like yeah, yeah like thinking about middle school is so funny because yeah, it was a, there's a certain level of pressure and there is a certain level of like, I think that I, you know, I just wish that we would have met in elementary school and done our own thing since then. <laughs> I know, right? I but know. anyway, middle school is so funny. And also I love the idea of us like low key knowing about each other and not realizing that we're going to be each other's like lifeline for the rest of our lives. <laughs> it's, it's really funny because you would never, it just, that just didn't seem like the path that we were going to go down. <laughs> no. I just want to be clear that you were very cool and you were like exceptionally charming. You were my Claire Danes, but cool. That is so cool. Oh my God. My life is actually better now that you told me that. <laughs> it's so funny how we perceive ourselves. Like, Isn't it? Yeah. Back to Pen 15. Like that's why it's just like everything was so important. Such yeah. a big deal. Yep. Such like every time, like the way that they everything middle school boyfriends like having a boyfriend in middle school like where you just like sometimes would not even talk <laughs> literally that's my favorite is that sometimes you I remember um my boyfriend in middle school we were um in PE and I noticed that he wrote I love Ashley Jarrett on his Cortez's oh my god it was on his Cortez's and he wrote it on the side and I was like, oh. oh my God, he loves me. And that's how I knew. <laughs> that's how I knew my queer ass was going to be together with him for the rest of my life. <laughs> oh my God. This could, li- this could really be a whole entire episode. But I'm anyway, the point about is, that. I feel like any year that we weren't friends was a year wasted. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. being popular in middle school also sucks. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I love when we talk about, I love how we had such different experiences of the exact same thing in a tiny little school so different like worlds apart but same world it's so weird it's so weird and I love it and also you I just want to clarify that I also thought you dressed cooler than I did that's so insane I had the same I got made fun of because I wore the same pair of jeans every day that were like (laughs) wannabe jinkos oh at the same time that I was sharing I had shared custody of my jinkos I love it. <laughs> With it's the fraud so who shall remain nameless, but I was sharing custody of my Jankos 
And I just feel like who made fun of you because everyone wore the same pants every day. Like in middle school, it was so common to be like, oh, and that kid wears the same sweatshirt literally every single day for an entire I year. Know. I know some fucking bitch. That's the people I think was a bitch. Yeah, Not exactly. That. Yeah, no, I yeah. did. Um, Jankos were a necessity. I get it. I couldn't um, actually I love- afford them. So that's why I had shared custody. I was just going to say, like, it's so funny because I felt like I, I always felt like I was so poor, but like everyone was actually poor. Everybody was poor. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just felt like I, I always felt like I was like, oh my God, I'm so poor. Like when people had like name brand stuff, I was like, whoa. But now I realized that like some parents just like make that happen for their kids. Like, Uh but Uh everyone was poor. Like, oh yeah. Everyone was poor. I did a thing too. Um, where we couldn't afford like any like real name brand things and so I would get like what we would get um shoes for like all of our sports because we're jocks yes I would pick like the most ridiculous pair of shoes that were not I was like so strategic about being poor at that time where like I wouldn't get knockoff Nikes I remember specifically for I think it was volleyball or basketball or something I got these, I could probably Google it, but I got these pair of shoes that had roosters on them. Oh my. So God. that then I could make a joke about these roosters and how I really wanted these shoes because of the roosters and not because we could actually oh afford them. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, I'm going to make this a personality trait. That's how I worked around. You know what I mean? I'm going to Google that. Yeah. Because honestly, I just specifically remember the rooster shoes. Remember how also in volleyball, it was all about glitter and looking like crazy. Like the craziest you could possibly look. Crazy. Like that's the main reason I joined because I was like, oh my God, yeah, I want to wear glitter. I want to wear glitter everywhere. And remember they tried to do a glitter band and my mom protested it. (laughs) No. Because my mom's a real one. (laughs) I was like, mom, they're trying to make us like not wear glitter, which is literally the whole reason for playing volleyball. And she's like, excuse me and I'm like thank you because she's down oh my god your mom is the realist wow (laughs) so she like had a meeting with Mr. Vaughn and Mr. So-and-so I can't remember and was like heard a self-expression it was great amazing meanwhile we just destroy every gym floor that we walk on (laughs) (laughs) like thinking now as an adult thinking about trying to crowd control a bunch of middle schoolers where glitter is just everywhere it's an actual nightmare but they weren't going to i mean come on no you can't take away our glitter (laughs) that should be our other tagline so i guess that about wraps up our tater tot time (laughs) yeah now that we can't stop talking about it on that note for our action yes action time this feels good this does feel good we're back to actions we believe humanity can come true with unlearning and action so this was a while ago but um uh bitch mcconnell came out uh, you know a few a while ago talking about voters i can't remember what he said but he was talking about voters and then talking about african-american voters as if that's not the same thing yeah and again white supremacy on parade is that we say voters and there's an assumption that they're all white and plus, the, what he was actually saying was not true. And so um, it doesn't really matter the details. But basically, in allowing ignorance to inspire some action, I just want to put another plug in for Black Voters Matter. Mm-hmm. They are doing so much work. They're hustling so hard. And um, if you can give money or time, they do texting banks and all of those other things to get involved. So just want to shout out them yeah we'll um tag them of course we perfect have yeah perfect perfect i guess that's it for us huh i guess so man this really brightens my life i know Me i say too. that every time but i don't care that i have to work tomorrow who even cares exactly this is what's important exactly. um so, so don't forget to follow us on instagram i mean i'm gonna try and be posting things like more I don't know I find it really fun but I just like also find it hard to be online sometimes oh, yeah, but, that's right, yeah. but yeah follow us mashed potatoes pod on insta 
And we're still really down for people emailing us comments, questions, concerns, yes. ideas, yes. topics, uh, whatever your hearts may desire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can email us at mashedpotatoespod at gmail.com. That's M-A-S-H potatoes pod at gmail.com. And on that note, later taters. Mashed potatoes are here to see you through. Mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes.